Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. This is the Sunday Science Supplement for August 29th. I'm Dr. Nikki Ackermans, and today we're going to break down one of the science headlines of the week. On Monday, we talked about the successful deployment of 34 internet satellites by UK communications company OneWeb, bringing their total network to 288 satellites. Their goal is to reach 648 satellites by 2022. But how in the world does the internet come all the way down from space satellites straight down into your ears right now? Let's take a closer look at some far-out satellite science. OneWeb Satellites is a joint venture with Airbus. They aim to deploy a constellation of up to 900 low-Earth orbit satellites at around 1,200 kilometers in altitude to provide high-speed internet. These efforts intend to compete with SpaceX's Starlink system, which currently has 1,700 internet satellites orbiting the Earth at 550 kilometers in altitude. Amazon also has plans to launch internet satellites for its Project Coupier constellation. All of these companies are aiming towards providing low-latency internet from space. But how does it work? Rather than sending internet signals through electric cables, satellite internet beams information through the vacuum of space, where it travels 47% faster than fiber-optic cable. This is particularly interesting for remote locations where laying electric cables is complicated. In order to transfer a signal, you first need to emit one. So, first, an internet signal is delivered to a large antenna or earth station on the ground, and this station then sends radio waves up into space, targeting a specific satellite, which is around the size of a large table. Radio waves are actually the longest and contain the least energy of any electromagnetic wave, and radio wave size can vary from about the length of a water bottle to sometimes waves that are longer than our entire planet. The ones our internet information travels through are about 6 to 12 centimeters long, though. Once these satellites receive the specific internet radio waves, they send it back to Earth with a much wider radius than would have been possible from the ground. For example, a single Starlink satellite covers a radius of 941 kilometers, but it varies depending on the satellite's angle. Then... Anywhere equipped with the adequate receiving dish inside that radius can capture an internet signal. For additional stability, multiple internet satellites can also connect to one another and guarantee faster transmission rates. This forms what we call a mega constellation of satellites. So satellite internet can improve access to remote areas, and it's not subject to the same problems as wired networks, such as power outages or cable damage due to natural disasters, for example. It of course has its downsides though. Because the information is being transmitted via radio wave, bad weather can disrupt satellite service. Things like heavy rain, cloud coverage, or solar storms can cause interference and have been problematic in the past. One slightly more unexpected downside is that the increasing amount of satellites in the Earth's orbit has led to a veritable crowding of the skies. It has affected a number of astronomical observations because of the light pollution that disrupts sensitive telescope imagery. Because low-Earth orbit satellites do not stay in a fixed position, they cause a sort of grid of light streaks across a telescope's image when orbiting the Earth. After a year of complaints from the National Space Foundation, 
SpaceX tested a prototype satellite with a black anti-reflective coating called DarkSat. While it was half as bright as a standard Starlink satellite, it was still far too bright according to astronomers who continue to caution the implication of satellite megaconstellations. This is in addition to the problematic accumulation of space debris once the approximate 6,000 satellites currently in orbit are no longer operational. Satellite internet is in the middle of its own space race, with demand for satellite broadband increasing over the last few years, especially over the course of the pandemic. But as with many new innovations, launches are happening faster than regulations, and these types of projects require a lot of funding, which can limit how fast they become reality. Whether everyone on Earth will receive high-speed broadband from space still remains to be seen. In any case, it will certainly satellite up the sky. For more discussion on the tech news of the day, subscribe to dailytechnewsshow.com and remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. You can suggest which science headline you want me to cover next week by tweeting at Daily Tech News SH. And you can find me at Ackerman's Nicole on Twitter. I also host a non-science podcast called Stories Your Granny Never Told. And thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.